Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Back in America. (laughs) I never left America. Or mainland. Let's just say the mainland. Mainland. Yeah. Hawaii. Aloha. Mahalo. Did you say all those things? Were you you truly Hawaiian? Oh, yeah. Did it make you want to move back? No. No. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've been back several times since I lived there. This was the first time I did not want to move back. Oh, why? But it would be tricky 
in the part of Kauai, I would want to live with the children. Yeah. And I could see that there would not be much for them. I mean, there's plenty for them to do, but then... You know, I like to be doing stuff. Turns out, you know, I got ants in my pants. I want to go to the mountains and all kinds of things, you know, and it's you're real secluded there. But I have already booked another trip back. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah. So I just want to visit more. Turns out me and my family also really like to be doing things. We made our way to Greece. I thought it was going to be real magical just sitting on the beach and doing nothing. Yeah, I told you I saw I know all about it because I watched the below deck Mediterranean. (laughs) My kids were like, (laughs) when are we going to go to another museum? Like, really? Oh, shoot. So, yeah, they loved the cities most. I mean, mind you, they loved doing things in the cities. But at the end, my son, my youngest said, "Uh, Mom, I really miss seeing a lot of green. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we had a fabulous trip, too. We spent most of our time under the water. Yeah, I saw that. That's so cool. Yeah, so there, yeah, it is. But it's, I mean, it's waterlogged. Yeah. When you do like that many days in a row of swimming, it is very freeing. All you parents out there know what I'm talking about. When your kids can swim and dive down, like you're not worried about them at all. Yes. We're We're there. That's awesome. I I will say having kids my kids' ages too, you know, like eight is a good age, right? It's it's yeah. very you get out of that where you're worried all the time about your kid and they can go with the flow. Like you can get on an airplane and have them fall asleep and not have to pick them up to leave the airplane. You can wake them up and they can walk oh off the airplane and Oh yeah. I sent my kid to the bathroom on the airplane by yes. themselves. Yeah. I was like, oh, why do I need to go? Yes. It's, it's over there. It's like amazing. <laughs> it's I have a funny story about the airplane, actually, because I was real excited. Tab was telling me about her being in some fancy European destination. And I was texting her on the plane and I said, well, guess what? I have five Southwest drink tickets. So I'm pretty fancy, too. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I passed when the stewardess came around, or I shouldn't say stewardess. What do you say? Flight attendant? Yes. And asked for my drink order because I was, it's a five hour flight, you know, I'm like saving my, you know, got to do it towards like, I want to arrive buzzed. Right. Okay. She never came around again. No way. And my husband got a beer. He was like, you're so dumb. Oh like, no. So then on the way home, we had a three-hour layover in Honolulu, which was actually kind of amazing because we went to a little restaurant. Yeah, did you get off and and outside the airport? We didn't get outside the airport, but my kids were good, and uh, we drank guava margaritas. Mm. Now, I don't usually do the fruity drinks, but we were like, you know, aloha Hawaii. It's time to get out of here. And I could not, I definitely was not going to have more than two. That would be my max. And then my husband ordered a third round. He was having a good old time. (laughs) Even on the way home. I usually, the way home is always like, oh, I cannot drink anymore. Oh, yeah. So then I got on the airplane after three drinks. 
like sugary drinks and promptly fell asleep. That's awesome. And, yeah. And so then I missed it when she, I mean, not that I would have ordered anyways, cause I was so tired, but, um, yeah, then I didn't, I didn't get to use a, the moral of the stories. I didn't get to use a single damn drink ticket. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we, well, so I have a crazy story to tell you about our basketball trip to Spain. Oh my God. I yeah. actually was in my own true crime story, but I am going to tell it on Patreon this week because it's a little juicy and it's real close to home. Yeah. I don't know what the story is, but she did text me. I think I'm involved in my own true crime. Yes, I did. And <laughs> turns out, you guys, I am pretty sure. Um, I mean, it's bananas. It's it's something I like when I was living it. I'm like, is this shit for real? <laughs> like, is mm. this, this is like stuff that happens in the movies. So anyways, if you guys are Patreon listeners, then you will hear it on Thursday. And if you haven't joined Patreon uh, yet, now's the time. Um, just go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And you'll get the story on Thursday. Okay, you want to hear my story today? I want to. I have been dying to talk to you. Oh, I haven't boy. seen you. I, I haven't know. talked to you in so long, and I'm ready. Okay, Tab. Today's case is about Mr. Sean Arthur. Sean was a 40-year-old gentleman living in the NOLA area. I feel like that's kind of our roots. It really is, because that's like the first place we really went on our true crime journey. Uh, That's true. Really cannot wait for this. Now that we've gotten these vacations out of the way, now we can focus on this podcast festival coming up in August. Yeah, so fun. I saw a listener posted she's going to come. Yay! I am so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great in Texas. Last week in August. Okay, but anyways, this guy's living in uh, the NOLA area in 2017. But originally, Sean hailed from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. I got to tell you, I didn't really. You have? Mm -hmm. When I was 12. So I don't really remember it. But yes. I'm going to admit something real dumb right now. So I was like, Kansas City, Missouri. That's like a dumb name for a city. Why can't it be Missouri City? Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they can't come up with their own names. And then I looked on a map and saw that it's because half of the city is, like, in Missouri. Half of it is in Kansas. <laughs> like, they have a pretty good reason for doing that, you know? It's kind of like uh, this city here called Texarkana. How is that like that? Because it's on the border of Texas and Arkansas. so they. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, we'll see that it makes sense. That's logical. You know what one gets to me is Las Vegas, New Mexico. What? Yes, there is a Las Vegas in New Mexico. And whenever I be driving to the Oklahoma, I see that sign and it always gets me every time like, oh, shoot. Um, Did I get off the 40 East? (laughs) Am I heading? How can I be heading towards Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that we need to double up on the names. I think, you know, there can only be one Las Vegas. I digress. 
Anyways, Sean was specifically living in a gated apartment complex in the New Orleans suburb called Metairie for a job assignment. Sean was a water technician, which apparently is a job you can make a decent living at. Sean had extra certifications and stuff, and so it sounds like he was doing all right with it. Sean is described as being a really nice guy. He was one of those that never missed a birthday for a family member. He always thought ahead and sent a card. Wow, that's super nice. Yeah, for a guy, it's very unusual, right? Mm -hmm. Even I would really like it if my husband just remembered a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. And just for me, not, I mean, if he did it for other people, that would be like... Extra fly. Yeah. Okay. I'm not one of those people that's going to send you a card, though. Like, I'm not real good about that. I would love to be that person. I would. But as soon as the birthday comes around on Facebook, I see it. I'm like, oh, shoot. And then I do something. Yes. But I never have it in my head. Like, oh. Right. Hey, that's tabs month. You know, no, I don't think like that. I'm not one of those people. But, you know, kudos to those who are. Well, Sean sort of had the time on his hands that makes it a bit easier to be so thoughtful because he was 40 and had never married. Though he had just called off an engagement to a woman that he had met since he arrived in Louisiana in 2015. Since that relationship had pretty much ended as fast as it began, Sean didn't have anything keeping him in Metairie, so he intended to head back to be close to family again in Kansas City when his job assignment was over. The only hiccup in his plan to move back was that he had signed a lease. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to break the lease, and so his dad had arranged for him to speak with an attorney about the best way to go about doing that the following day, which would be on Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m., Which, that's a very nice attorney to talk with you on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Right? No extra charge? I, there, listen. (laughs) There, there is always an extra charge, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. When Sean spoke to his parents that Friday evening, he mentioned how many long hours he had been working and how much he was looking forward to his first weekend off in a while, Okay. Well, Saturday morning came and went, and Sean never phoned the attorney, Mm. which is very out of character for him. Right. And when his father tried to reach him, he was not answering his phones. Sean was so important, he had two cell phones, a personal and a work phone. So Sean's dad is growing concerned, and so he starts doing what dads be doing, blowing up Sean's phone. Eventually, someone answered it. But it wasn't Sean. It was some random dude who said, yeah, man, I just found both these phones at a cemetery. What? The cemetery he found the phones at was eight miles from Sean's apartment. It's called Lafayette Number 2. You know, I'm fascinated with cemeteries, right? Yeah. Okay. And so I had to look it up. And it's one of those, like, above-ground tomb ones that you see frequently in New Orleans. Like I pointed them out to you when we were in the Uber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are very interesting. (laughs) 
and also a little bit spooky, right? They are a little bit spooky. It's kind of like we went into a lot of churches in on our journey through Europe and they have tombs like out there. In the walls. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bizarre. Not bizarre. It just like makes you feel a little weird. Yeah, I I do. I am impartial to I like people below the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it interesting that remember when we were in New Orleans with Bloody Mary, people were there's a cemetery, one of those cemeteries across the street. People came to go do tours of those. Yes. They've got like a following. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's kind of the area to do that kind of stuff, too, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know if Sean's dad knew it was one of those spooky cemeteries, but he was spooked regardless. So he called the local police, which for Sean was the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department. Okay. You know, they do that parish thing. Yeah. In Louisiana. Okay. So he asked them to do a welfare check on Sean. When the officers arrived, they found Sean's door unlocked and his body laying naked from the waist down on an air mattress. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. They called Sean's parents and notified them that their son was gone. Mm. So Sean's parents were obviously devastated and 
shocked. And they wanted answers, so they headed down to Metairie. They spoke with officers at the police department, and they told them about the scene at Sean's place. I should say the officers told them about the scene at Sean's place. There was a beer bottle next to his head and more beer bottles in the trash and an empty bottle of bourbon in the bathroom and a shot glass. They also found a empty pill capsule with some white residue. Okay. And they told them that some of the cabinets were open. You know, like, it didn't look like the place was trashed, but it was a little unusual. And they didn't find his wallet or his phones at the scene, and his truck was missing. So they informed them that now they had homicide detectives. Yeah, I would think that sounds real fishy. Yeah. So according to Sean's father, they told them that they had the homicide detectives, you know, investigating it, but... They also inferred that it was possible right away that Sean just had some sort of wild night, drank too much, mixed with drugs, and it, you know, ended real badly. Well, Sean's parents, Bob and Linda, were not trying to hear any of this. Sean never used drugs and wasn't a heavy drinker. And they told him something like, they know their son, and foul play must have been involved. Sean's not like a wild nights kind of guy. And that's what, you know, that's what they thought. And I get that because I learned from his obituary that Sean belonged to multiple model train clubs. Now, I hate to stereotype a group of people, but I think we can all agree that most guys that are into model trains don't get done playing with their choo-choos and then go party like rock stars. No. Okay. So after Sean's parents sat down with the Jefferson's Parish authorities, they were allowed to enter Sean's apartment. Okay, side note, Sean's dad, Bob, is a retired insurance investigator. Oh. Okay, so you know that means nothing gets by him. I I know. He's basically, he's a detective because those insurance company investigators get snaps for finding reasons not to pay people out. (laughs) So they're on it. (laughs) You know? Yes. Okay. Well, at Sean's apartment, they found some things they felt the investigating officers had missed, like more empty pill capsules, a bloodstain on the wall, and they also noted that that engagement ring that Sean had recently purchased, which they knew had been returned to him, was missing. So they took pictures of their findings. That's Real smart. Real smart. Yeah. And they just, you know, communicated everything that they had found with detectives. They also, they learned that someone had used Sean's credit cards after his death. And there was video of his truck leaving his complex at 4.30 a.m. But, like, you can't see who's inside. Okay. So it seems obvious at this point, just knowing that. There, you know, there's some pieces to the puzzle that need to be put together. And it seems like there's a lot of clues. And so they had faith that they would be able to put those pieces together 
and determine whatever the circumstances were that led to Sean's death. Well, so they go off and have the funeral and, you know, they know these things take time. And so they're patiently waiting for the, you know, investigation to happen. And they heard from the Jefferson's Parish Police Department three months later. And they informed them that they had closed Sean's case and ruled it an accidental death. What? Yeah, that's what they said. What they had based this on was that the autopsy report had come back and the results stated that Sean had basically died of alcohol poisoning. His blood alcohol level was 0.274, which I did a little Googling. Yeah, what does that mean? To get some clarity on blood alcohol levels. Yeah, and I mean, that's pretty dang drunk. Basically, at 0.25 is when an individual will likely not be able to stand, have loss of motor functions, but not until typically someone's blood alcohol is over 0.37 does alcohol consumption lead to death from alcohol poisoning. But, you know, I'm not a doctor. Sean also had some heavy antipsychotic drugs in his systems and antihistamines, a.k.a. Benadryl. Ben- yeah. So Sean was not taking any psych drugs. That we know is true. He didn't have any prescriptions for what was found in his system. And also, they couldn't imagine him mixing drugs with alcohol. That just wasn't the kind of guy he was, like not even Benadryl. The authorities told them that he was within the prescribed limits of both drugs. So, you know, they told him, like, the parents, like, what do you know? He was within the limits. It, it doesn't appear like somebody tried to OD him on drugs. So it didn't appear suspicious to them. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I cannot take half of Benadryl without passing out. Okay, so listen, I haven't taken Benadryl and I don't know how long, like, Years and years. On this trip, I broke out in hives from something. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, like my whole face was swelling up like a balloon and I had just hives over my whole body. So I had to take, I took two Benadryls. That's like the recommended dose yeah. for me. I could not stay awake. Yeah. In the middle of the day. I mean, I, they're strong, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Just. Yeah. So that is, I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, it it is a really good way to incapacitate. Yeah. Who knew? Some people, I know some people can take it like no problem. I will only take it if I am having an allergic reaction. Well, yeah. I don't even want to ever take it again. I'm like, this is not fun. It's not worth it. Yeah. 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 Throat needs to be like closing for me to take that shit. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, whatever. Maybe other people have a different experience. You know, I give it to my kids, and it has no effect on them. Well, good. Good for them. You know, whatever. Yeah, good for them. Okay, so Sean's parents pleaded with the authorities not to close the case, and they were shut down, and so they took matters into their own hands. Good. Sean's father, Bob, was able to get the full report on Sean, and so he hired some private detectives to look into it. Smart. Yeah, they were good. Okay. 
One of the private detectives was a lady boss, and she worked with an investigative reporter, and they both followed up on the leads in the report that the Jefferson's Parish Sheriff's Department had failed to pursue. Let me tell you, it's also bizarre on the part of the Jefferson's Parish Department because based on the report, it's like they collected evidence, which, from you know, from what I gather, it's like usually they just don't even bother to collect evidence. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to pursue it, if they do, then they usually like follow through with it. Anyways, they collected a lot of evidence and so they had something to work with. And then they just dropped it and decided he must have just drank too much. You know, like they pinged his cell phone. They got the video footage. And um, it's weird because based on just that, it's like clearly he, he must have been robbed that night. You know? Someone stole his car and his wallet and used and his use the credit, credit card. Cards. There's Yeah. Not to mention, like, dudes that want to whoop it up don't usually pop a couple Benadryl and random psych drugs. Definitely not Benadryl. <laughs> Along with shots of bourbon and beers, you know? I mean, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's not like they found, you know, coke or opioids in his system. Anyways... One of the things that the initial investigators had done was have the bottle of bourbon found on Sean's counter tested for fingerprints. And it came back a match. The match was for a woman with a rap sheet that included multiple arrests and charges for prostitution and theft. So it seems like, okay, it's kind of snapping into focus. Like, this makes sense. Let's at least talk to this woman and see what her explanation is having for the fingerprint on the bottle found in Sean's apartment the night he died. Yeah. You would think that, right? Since the police bothered to get the fingerprint tested and run it. Well, the report just says something like they tried to reach her and she was unavailable. Stop it. I know. Did they just not want to work or what? I don't know. I mean, it's like, shoots, try harder, right? Reach her. <sighs> so <laughs> this woman's name is Dominique Berry, but she went by a few other names like Desiree, Mary Jane, Jasmine, and my favorite, because it's also the name my husband gave to his truck, Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> right? Fancy. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. 
Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Okay. Well, when the private investigator got involved with the case, they looked at Sean's phone records and put it together that he had been in contact with this woman the night in question. The way in which they had connected was via an escort service. So what can I say? It appears Sean... You know, he just wanted to get some, right? What are you going to do? He called up Destiny. She sounds hot. Yeah. Yeah, she and she is. Yeah. Okay, so this investigative reporter that was working on the case on behalf of Sean's parents found the escort service ad Sean had responded to, and then he took the photos used and for the ad and reverse searched them. And then he found that they were used on multiple meetup sites. So smart, right? Mm -hmm. So then what he did was repost those pics on those sites and ask if anyone had had a negative experience with this woman. I love it. Okay. Super smart. He heard back from six men that all said pretty much the same story which was the last thing they remember was getting a massage and they woke up to their stuff being taken. She robbed them all. Yeah. So it sounds like she was a robber. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Her MO is like to drug and rob men. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Sean, it, you know, it sadly became a very deadly situation. So this investigator is on the hunt for Dominique. And she finds her. She was in a Georgia jail awaiting trial for identity fraud. Oh, oh no. Well, this private investigator went and talked to her. She talked to her a lot. They spoke for seven hours over the course of three days. 
turns out Dominique had someone influencing her to do what she did to these men. It was her pimp, Randy Schneck. He's a bad guy. She really spilled it all out during that seven-hour chat with the PI. She said that she would meet with the men, and when they drank half a beer or so, she would put whatever drugs Randy had given her to give to them in their drink so that it wouldn't foam over. And when they started to get sleepy, she would text Randy, and that's when he would show up, and they would, you know, rummage for valuables. Wow. Yeah. She said one time she walked away with over $13,000 in cash she found in someone's home. Wow. And that she had done this at least 50 times to men spanning multiple states. I can't believe she spilled all the tea. She felt bad. She didn't really want to do it. Yeah, I agree. When she was specifically questioned about Sean, she said... She had no idea that he died. Yeah, I don't what think she, she re- probably did. No. What she remembered about that night was that she had gotten very drunk herself and that he was alive and loudly snoring when her and Randy left his apartment. When she was asked, what would she tell Sean's parents? She said she didn't know what happened to their son, but she would help get justice for him no matter what she had to do. Oh, Well, that's nice. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that when she was arrested in Georgia with, she was arrested along with Randy. She had been- For the identity fraud? Yeah. Yeah. Like a bunch of charges. Okay. Yeah. But partly for identity fraud. She had been bound with electrical tape and badly beaten. By Randy. Yeah. So to me, she seems like a very abused woman who at this point has had time to sit in the clink and realized how wrong everything was. All of it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And while I believe she needs to be held accountable for her role, I respect the fact that she's honest about it. Mm -hmm. So she did not have to give the family answers. And we see in so many cases, you know, people, people don't. But, you know, she has. So under pressure from Sean's parents and now the media, because that investigative reporter worked for the Huff Post, and so they reported it with this recorded interview, right? So they recorded her spilling the tea. Yeah. Okay. The Jefferson's Parish Sheriff's Department changed the cause of death to from accidental to undetermined in Sean's case. I don't get okay. it. Yeah, I mean, that's something. <laughs> something real small, right? They're like, okay, we're not gonna like investigate it anymore. We'll make it undetermined. I don't I don't know. Whatever. So and that's how it remains, with no one being charged for the homicide of Sean Arthur. Still? Yeah. Okay, so Randy, his street name is Ruru, by the way. Has not, like, gotten off scot-free, and neither has Dominique, because their crimes spanned multiple states. And so a federal investigation was launched. And recently, very recently, in May of 2022, Ruru was charged with six counts of interstate 
transportation and use of an interstate facility with intent to carry on unlawful activity, two counts of wire fraud, one count of sex trafficking by force, two counts of transportation of an individual to engage in prostitution, one count of aggravated identity theft. So his sentencing is, and that's all by, remember that's by the feds, right? So his sentencing is set for August 18th. Coming up. Coming up. And he he faces 20 years. That's a lot. Think. Well, yeah. But is it? That's how much Giselle got. Is that her name? Gisane? What's the... No. Gaylene? Gyril? G- you all, they're all screaming it right now. You know, the Epstein, Epstein lady. Yeah. She got 20 years. I know. Do you think she should have got 30? Well, life. I think that the circumstances in this are different because I think it led to someone's death. So I think that, you know, I don't know. I, I, from what I understand about Randy, I wouldn't mind seeing him locked up forever. I don't think he's uh, rehabitable. Yeah, I don't think so either. And you're right. Pretty awful. Yeah, but it's not, There's, they're not, they're still not charging him for the death. Yes, yes, but they're still not charged. He's not being charged with that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. So as for Dominique, she pleaded guilty to charges of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. She agreed to receive a seven year sentence for these charges, which is the max in exchange for. The prosecutor is not charging her with anything else. You remember, Randy had that whole laundry list of charges. Right. So I couldn't find where either one of them is currently serving time, but it's complicated, I think, because they have to serve sentences, I think, in multiple states that they were charged in, Mm -hmm. not just the federal charges. Like they had warrants out for their arrest in California and I want to say Texas, I think. Okay. And they were charged for theft by deception. They have to serve their sentences in multiple states that they were charged in for theft by deception before the federal case sentences began. And I didn't find them in the federal inmate system. Hmm. So I think that they're like serving out in another state. And Got then it. they'll begin their federal sentences. Yeah. But I, but I don't really know. Okay. Anyways, Sean's family feels some kind of way about no one being charged in their son slash brother's homicide, right? I'm sure they don't feel good about it. Yeah. So they have given some public statements. Sean's father is quoted as saying, we appreciate the federal team for seeking the rule of law. They have gone above and beyond, he said. Unfortunately, to date, the Jefferson Parish District Attorney... JPSO and the Jefferson Parish Corner have ignored the true facts of the case and have indicated that no charges will be forthcoming. Jefferson's Parish needs to step up to the plate and do the right thing. So, you know, that's, (sighs) I understand that. His brother, Travis, is quoted as saying, it's not about us trying to prove them wrong. It's about us trying to do what's right and find justice for Sean. 
So, you know, basically they're pissed at Jefferson's Parish for not acknowledging that Sean was murdered, possibly unintentionally, but regardless, he was. And in addition, he was victim of theft. So it's crazy to me. I understand their point of view. Like just they just want to see they went through all of this work. I mean, I can't imagine losing someone like that and then having to relive it to get to the bottom of it through the, you know, private investigation and then figuring it out and still not getting the justice. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Not seeing someone charged. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So, you know, the whole parish thing, like we said in the beginning, that's like a, I don't know if it's like counties or like whatever, but that's a Louisiana thing. Like police departments are, or areas are parishes. Okay. Right. Now, I am familiar with the Jefferson's Parish, this specific one, which is why I continually mentioned the name and it's kind of a mouthful, right? Because back in 2009, before I had the children, husband and I watched shows, okay, together. And we were big into watching A&E and History Channel reality shows like Dog the Bounty Hunter, Pawn Stars, Counting Cars. You loved all those. Yes, I did. And I mean, I don't even know if those shows are still on, right? Anyways, there was another one. It was called Steven Seagal Lawman. The premise of the show is Steven has not only been a martial arts performing Hollywood sensation, but has also served as a deputy sheriff on the down low for Jefferson's <laughs> Parish, Louisiana for How 20 years. How do you remember this stuff? I, I know it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, this show is gold. <laughs> so, and I remember this show, like us being like, no way. Laughing our asses off when we watched the show. So you can't like find it on YouTube. You have to purchase it. I wasn't willing to purchase a whole season, but I bought one ninety nine episode on Amazon Prime, standard definition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I could refresh my memory. It was everything I remembered. My God. The, ep- <laughs> the episode was about the Nutra problem they have, which you know what Nutra are? No. Oh, they're like real big rats. They're awful. Oh. Okay. Yes. And it's a real big problem in Louisiana. They cause an incredible amount of destruction and are largely to blame why Hurricane Katrina was so devastating because these like giant rats, they gnaw through everything. Roots, foundation. Gross. Totally. Right. So it's a thing in Jefferson Parish. Right. Okay. They have found the most effective way to minimize them is just shoot the shit out of them. <laughs> they just shoot them. <gasps> Which sounds bananas, but like I sort of get it because it's such a problem and poison sucks. Yeah, no, poison is not good. It poisons other animals. It's really bad. I do not like Dude, I don't I like that idea at all. I lived on a street where four dogs died 
a poisoning? In Ohio. Yes. And I was shocked that my dog was not one of the ones that died because I had this basset hound that we just let run free because it was kind of like in the country. And she would go in people's doggy doors and eat their dog food. I remember she used to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And people were, you know, loved her or whatever. We didn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it was scary. It was like, where is all this point? Like, these yeah. dogs are all getting into this some kind of poison anyways. So, I mean, poison can go wrong. And I think with the shooting the shit out of the Nutra, I mean, it's like at least if they're handing out free passes to shoot them, it's the sheriff's department, not just like everyone. Yeah. Which you would imagine they have some kind of like safety protocols in place, I would hope. They kill something when they have these shootout nights. They kill something like 800 at night. They're it's just that. out running around. I guess. Gross. So gross, right? Okay. So anyways, Stephen had feelings about this because he is of the Buddhist faith. And he stated he doesn't shoot anything unless it shoots at him. And maybe they can just trap and relocate the Nutra. Like, who wants them relocated, okay? Well, by the end of the episode, he had reconciled his feelings with the shootouts because he realized that his relocation idea was unrealistic, and he now justified killing the Nutra was contributing to the cycle of life because they took some of them to the zoo to feed the alligators, okay? Also, there were some heavily intoxicated individuals that were pulled over in the episode who were drinking some sort of like potion. And Stephen claimed to be familiar with it because he said it's a tonic they drink in Asia for its healing powers. It can also get you real drunk, but that's just a side effect. I I got the impression from the real drunk guys that that was exactly what they were going for was to get real drunk. Mm hmm. And the reason why this show is so hilarious is because it's like, can you imagine being wasted and Steven Seagal in full police uniform comes up to you like, how are you doing, brother? I mean, that would that is I, I would think I was tripping balls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And these people have that reaction. They're like, wait a second. Yeah. Wait, like it gets real funny. And it's like, okay, we're supposed to be by that you've been doing this for 20 years and it like never made TMZ or anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So people like ask him to like take selfies with them when they're like arrested. I mean, it's like, it's, it's so funny. It's bananas. That is so up your alley. Yeah, it is. Okay. (laughs) So... Since I had the show on my mind because of the Jefferson Parish thing, yes, um, I thunk I should Google Google what happened to that show. Okay, what happened? Okay, holy rabbit hole. Okay, so the T is that the show ended as well as Stephen's position as a reserve deputy sheriff because of sexual harassment charges. Oh no. Okay, let me premise this by telling you that this is not. The first time Stephen has been accused of sexual harassment. So it's not like that hard to believe. 
According to the report, which is all available online, and I will just summarize, this woman says she was hired to be an assistant to Stephen during the production of the show. And then she learned that what that meant was assisting him whenever he oh, wanted needed to be a little assisting. Yeah. And she was not feeling it. Right. And it looks to me like there was enough credibility to her accusations that when given the choice to resign from his position at Jefferson's Parish or endure the results of an investigation and possible charges, he decided to resign. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So she dropped the charges, which I suspect means they settled. settled. Yeah. Yeah. And Stephen and his fourth wife moved to Russia not long after, which is where they have lived since 2016. Okay. So Stephen has made some headlines because he's a big Putin supporter. Which totally makes sense, right? I mean, who, who you know, is a Putin supporter? I don't kill, know kill the Ukrainians, save the Nutra. I oh, mean, God. it's like you're awesome. Okay, so you know what I say to Stephen: eat a dick, right? So he's on the Instagram. His last post was about 16 weeks ago, and you know he is an international star. And so many of the comments on his posts, I don't understand because they're in different languages, but you see a lot of yellow and blue flags. And a couple people were like, go fuck yourself and Putin. That's exactly what they wrote. And so I know we don't talk politics, but I mean, I think we can all agree. Yeah. That sounds about right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's a wop. Yeah. Wow. Rabbit hole, you went. Rabbit hole, I went. Jefferson's <laughs> Parish. I don't think I'm. I should visit there. <laughs> Probably not. Right. Probably not. Um. And that was Gretchen telling the story. Just to FYI. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Holy snikes. I cannot believe these poor people still have not gotten justice for their son. Well, I am hoping that they will take some comfort in that when these continual sentencings happen, that they, Randy, will spend the rest of his life in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And I do really like what the brother of Sean had to say that, you know, it's, I don't believe that Dominique intentionally killed him, though she admits to drugging him. And I appreciate that he said it's not about seeing someone serve the rest of her life because unlike Randy, I think Dominique can be rehabilitated and be, a you know, really a valuable member of society. So I don't want to see her locked up forever. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe they can meet and have some kind of, that might be pushing it. Yeah. I don't know. Sad. Yeah, sad. All righty then. Um, well, until 
Thursday for all of you Patreon members and next Monday for all of you that just listen here. Make sure also to subscribe so you it instantly just pops up that you have a new episode. And if you guys all would help us out and tell your friends right now, please just text two of your favorite people and tell them about Housewives of True Crime. That'd be awesome. And then you guys can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We have a private group. You can chat in there. We are very active in all of it. So we love to hear from you. And I think that's all for now. That's it. Okay. Clank, clank. Yeah, that's it. Clink, clink, guys.